you know, think of not wearing a mask kind of like drunk driving, except for you don't know you're drunk and there's no big fiery crash. Oh, actually there is, you just don't get to see it. So you don't have any idea that you killed one or 10 or a thousand people because that's the way this stuff can work. So come on, man, don't drive drunk. This is Robbie Hart and we're out of office. We'll come back for Indian summer. We'll come back hello, hello, hello. It is Monday, April 27th. This is Robbie Hart, and we're out of office. Wait, I just said that. Anyway, today we have, I think, our youngest guest to date. He's young. He's probably restless. Uh, I have known him since we worked together about three, four years ago, uh, and I remember he was a, a basically a sales guy for the company I worked for and a good sales guy. But still, I remember someone told me, you know, he owns his own company on the side. I was like, what? So this young guy who's like 28 or something or 20, who knows how old he was, uh, who's a good sales guy for the company, but also has a side business that eventually ate his real job because he bought another company and became too big and had to leave and go be an entrepreneur uh, on his own full time. So uh, everyone, this is my friend, Nick Matera. Nick, welcome. Dr. Hart, thank you for having me, sir. Appreciate the nice little intro there. Well, of course. I would, <laughs> you, I would hope you would expect no less. So uh, <laughs> how are you doing today, Nick? Uh, you know, surviving, I guess, like everybody else. So right. where, are you, get... where are you out of office? Sorry. Right now, well, currently I'm sitting in my new house that uh, my fiance and I just moved into. So that's uh, pretty exciting. But I'm based in uh, Long Island, New York. Long Island. Excellent. Yeah. Congratulations on the fiance and the pending marriage. I yes. guess we'll talk about that in a little while. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I haven't talked to anyone that has a, a wedding on tap uh, right it's now. Interesting, so I'll tell you that. I bet it is interesting. Um, no extra stress, right? <laughs> None. <laughs> well, let's go. Let's, you know, come back to the core. Of course, out of offices is, is primarily about work and how we're working today and how we'll work in the future. But Tell us a little bit about your company. So uh, Nick owns a company named Preferred Events, and I'll let you take it from there. Sweet. Um, yeah, so like you said, I used to I used to work at NPD. That was where I first started in college or out of college. Um, and while I was doing that, um, and even prior to that, I started a, uh, a tent rental business kind of as a, uh, like a side thing because I couldn't get an internship graduating college and, you know, everybody in business needs their internship where they don't get paid and they, you know, kind of just work for somebody for free just to put something on a resume. And uh, instead of doing that, I was like, well, maybe I can just make money and look like I'm important. So I started this little side business called Great White Tents. And uh, I bought one tent and four tables and like 30 chairs. And uh, that slowly morphed into another company, which was called Long Island Canopy. And I had that company from 2014 until last uh, March was when I officially switched over. Uh, I quit NPD after working there for five years and um, bought a company called Preferred Events, which had been around for quite some time, kind of combined forces with my equipment, that equipment, and uh, I couldn't even tell you how much stuff I've got right now. I got a, 
10,000 square foot warehouse. I got a couple locations, a uh, bunch of trucks on the road. So it's been a, it's been an interesting journey since 2013, but it's, it's exciting. And, you know, I love what I do. I love kind of waking up every day, not knowing what's going to happen and trying to create my own path. So it's, it's an interesting world, especially sure. now with what's going on. But. Well, for sure. Let's go back though to the, I mean, so I, it sounded like you said you couldn't get an internship. I know. Well, I don't know if that's necessarily accurate. I, not that I couldn't. Um, you just didn't I want could, to. could, but the, like, at least the ones that I were applying to, you know, they promise you the world, right? Oh, you start now. In two years, you're going to be a manager of this company. You're going to make $100,000 at 18. And, you know, everyone at 17 is like, ooh, that's great. Or how old I was, 19 in college. And uh, I was like, okay. And then I went on like this interview, which was really like a, a free day of work for this company. And they brought me around and they wanted me to sell, uh, I think it was like, windshield washer cleaner um and and i was just like this is not marketing this is not sales this is just ridiculous and um at the same time my best friend rob was like i want to be a dj and i was like okay cool be a dj and i was like well parties are a fun thing let's try and do it together so he started doing djing i started doing like event rentals and that was the beginning of the you know the journey so I'm going to have to make everyone uh, pause here and, and take a listen because Uncle Nick is telling you something important, that internships are great, but you know what's also great is just starting your own business and yeah. and showing. That's, that's, it seems to me like the best kind of internship you could ever have. Yeah. And you know what? Like, obviously, I was, I'm very lucky. Like, I, I was living at home. You know, my parents said, you know, if this fails, it's not the end of the world, but you know, out of pocket when I first started this, all it really was, you know, it's a lot of money. I, I get it, but it was like $1,500 and you buy a tent, you buy a couple of tables and chairs. And I literally went, you know, the old school door to door. I put flyers on cars and got yelled at a few times. Cause you're really not supposed to do that, I guess. And, um, <laughs> you know, just, and then meeting people and just telling people you got this and you got that and you make friends and, all of a sudden, I'm now setting up tents for the company that used to employ me at NPD. And, you know, it's great. <laughs> right. That, exactly. And, and the windshield washer uh, folks lost a great salesman in the process, right? <laughs> oh, thanks. Yeah. So, gosh. Um, okay. So you've been, when did you graduate from college? 2014. 14. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it's been six years. So you're, yeah, you're not even, you're not even 30 yet, are you? I am 27. Between oh, 27 now. Gotcha. 27 so I met now. Him. Yeah. So I so, met him. I met him when he was 22. I didn't realize you were that young. Yeah. And you already own your own <laughs> company. And like, see, this is uh, so. This is all the 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 Nick Matera show. Um, <laughs> no, 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 but I am 27. I am half gray. So I guess there's, there there's some downsides. Let's see. Well, you've been running your own business for a while, five years at NPD. That sounds about right. So yeah. <laughs> just kidding, NPD. I love it there. No, so did I, so did I. Boy, what a great place. Um, so I guess let's talk about what is going on now. Because the events business, I'm guessing, is a little down. Dead. It's crazy. It's <laughs> that's like I'm being story. I'm being yeah, I'm being a little flip. Obviously, it's it's non-existent. It's the core it's, business. Yeah, it's you know, we have luckily for us, it's it, 
we expect a slow season on Long Island during the winter, right? Most of the parties, let's say 80% of my business comes from Memorial Day to Labor Day um, with, you know, a few good weeks here and there for Thanksgiving and Christmas, New Year's, the Super Bowl, big, big weekend events. But, um, you know, mainly March and early April are just dead. So I kind of had that planned, you know, there's enough to keep the lights on, but then all of a sudden when everything got shut down, I was like, oh boy, <laughs> what do I do? So at first I didn't think it was too bad. You know, people are like, hey, I'm just going to take my party from April and move it to June. And, you know, I'm taking my party <laughs> from March and moving it to April. And it was just, okay, we can postpone, we can postpone. But then the weddings started coming up and they were like, hey, um, I have 200 people and a hundred of them said that they're not comfortable coming to my wedding. I'm going to move it to next year, maybe cancel indefinitely. And, you know, some clients were like, Hey, can, can we get our deposit back? And uh, for us and a lot of rental companies, deposits are key to keeping the business running. I mean, we, right. we take those deposits, we use them to invest in equipment and, you know, keep the guys cleaning. Pay employees. Pay employees. Right. The off and season, then, right. Exactly. And, and we use those deposits just like everybody else does. And it, sure. uh, and when I, you know, some people I was like, I just, unfortunately I can't, otherwise the business closes. And when you want to have an event with us, we, we just, we won't be around. Um, so it was a hard decision, but it was, it was something that I had to kind of be firm with. And, um, but luckily most of the clients haven't been canceling. There's like this hashtag going around postpone, don't cancel. Um, so we're, right. we're in that, you know, in that limbo where people, you know, sure. like, gotta be nice to people. Don't want to lose the customer completely. But, of course, of course. Uh, no, so, no, we're, I think we're all facing that to some degree, right? There's, it's just, there's some circumstances when maybe you can get, I mean, cash is kind of uh, not, not as readily available when there's just not as much cash in the system, period. And, and it's not like the first thing people are jumping on to get back in is throwing an extravagant 50th birthday oh, party, you know, it's, that yet. Cause you, I mean, again, the events business does require people to be alive. So uh, this is a good thing for the long-term <laughs> health of your business, I'm sure. But, yeah. but it's, a, it's a crazy frustrating time. So of, of course, you uh, with a fiance are also getting married. Let's just switch gears and talk about that because sure. you brought up the weddings and the postponements and the cancellations from the side of the, the business vendor. Talk to me from the groom side. How is that view? It's uh, it's funny because my best friend is also getting married. Well, he was supposed to get married in uh, in August, and you know, there's a lot of things that go into a wedding that even as a guy who sets up wedding venues, let's call it, you know, every weekend, I never thought about the dress for the wedding, how long that actually takes. And when my fiance started looking for it, and the same thing happened with my buddy's fiance, their dresses come from you know wherever Australia or across the country, and a lot of these shipments weren't coming in. One from Australia because of the Australian fires that happened. Don't forget about that. Um, right. And then, right. you know, a lot it's of things come from China. Crisis. Exactly. A lot of things come from China. So some of those dresses weren't available. And, you know, Molly, my fiance, she didn't want to buy a dress, you know, at random online. She wanted to get fitted, the whole thing. And apparently that takes like months. And, you know, we were, we're, we're still on track. We're, we're scheduled for October 17th, but, um, when we were going to put our deposit down at the place that we want to have it, because obviously I guess it's not obvious, but we're going to get married in a tent. Um, and all we need to do is rent the land, right? So the land that we were going to rent, 
the guy was like, well, we're shut down. I don't know if we're going to be around. So I was like, oh, so I don't have a deposit down on a venue. I have a date. I've got a caterer. I'm obviously the tent and rental guy. So I just need the location. Um, yeah, I mean, it seems like the land will still be there. Right. I can't imagine. I can't find <laughs> it's like, is, like, Are they going to take the land away? Right. But I also it's don't a big hole. I'm yeah. kidding. <laughs> Again, I'm making light of a real situation here. Yeah. Well, I, and I also I deal I with pain. Well, yeah. I didn't want to get, um, I didn't want to like force people, you know, to come to a wedding and, uh, you know, spend more money when people are out of work. And it's the last thing people want to do is spend right. a few hundred dollars and a weekend at a hotel and everything. So we were like, you know what? And we're still talking about it. There's no definitive answer, but who knows? Maybe we push it. You could do a Zoom wedding in the backyard. Oh, I'm sure she'd love that. <laughs> It'd be a lot cheaper. It, <laughs> Her dad might like that. Would. Just a little Wi-Fi connection upgrade. That's it. Hey, listen, comparatively, that's you could you could go to fiber, right? <laughs> like, <laughs> Hundred thousand gigs. Yeah, right. But yeah, that's no, I mean the, uh, number. the wedding the wedding world is an interesting one. You know, a lot of these, and I feel bad for a lot of people in our industry who plan their weddings for, you know, some people plan it for two years and all of a sudden this, this comes and they're like, Hey, by the way, you just, you can't. Some people and plan their whole lives. We've been kind of, you know, adapting my business to still stay open. Mm -hmm. What we've been doing is, you know, the, the, the limit for, at least in New York, the limit for like uh, social gatherings is 10 people. Correct. Right. Uh, and mostly it's gotta be family. So what um, what we've been doing is getting small tents, decking them out, making them look like this extravagant room and, you know, putting a nice hardwood floor inside and drapery, some tables and chairs. Very oh, small. these are these are like capital T tents. These aren't just like metal poles in the ground, you know, oh. lightning come get us. No, no, no. This is a, you know, there's a wedding. So we got to make wow. it look nice. Of course, and, I guess. I, you know, what do I know? No, no. I mean, there's, there's certainly. Uh, You'd think I'd be an expert, but. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, it's um, so it's just it's one of the things that I've been trying to do to adapt, you know, like, yes, we can't have a wedding, but the bride and groom still want to get married. They had their date planned since 2018. And, you know, mom and dad are going to be there. Brother and sister are going to be there. Right, right. They'll get married. And um, then next year, people are calling it I do too. So uh -huh. they're, you know, they're having their second I do's and uh -huh. you know, having the full on wedding then. So that's just something to keep people happy. And, sure. you know, that's, that's one of the ways we're trying to adapt. There's obviously others, but, you know, speaking of weddings, that's kind of the route we're going. Yeah, no, that's super interesting. Um, I love the idea of the nice, I mean, you can get a pretty badass tent I'm getting if it's only like 20 by 20 or whatever, right? Exactly. Yeah. I mean, you can really deck it out for 10 people <laughs> and it's not going to cost you a small fortune so outstanding outstanding very good well uh so at the end we'll have to remind everyone they can how to how to get in touch with you for their decked out <laughs> 20 by 20 ish i don't i know nothing about this so that's a that's don't a listen pretty to accurate me. size good well there you go so maybe that's my next career uh, so uh what else are you guys doing in terms of work so i mean talk to me have you been going through the sba processes and things like that Actually, I just found out on what's today, the 27th. So on Friday, uh, that I got approved for the PPP loan. Yes. Congratulations. Yes, Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah, You've got a lot goodness. of P. 
you know, you've got, I mean, you got a lot of people, right? How many I do, employees I do, do you have, have? Yeah, I, um, and that's the, that's one of the issues that I've been having a little bit of, you know, fault with the PPP was, I don't know, any listeners out there who haven't really read up on it. I read the entire CARES Act from front to back. And uh, yeah, I know I'm a little crazy, but I got nothing else to do. So why not? Impressive. Um, Impressive. <laughs> it was like 90 pages, but um, I, uh, I found out that it, they, it's kind of like the, the basics, but you have to get your average payroll and your average body count. So normally in the busy season, I'm at, let's call it 25 guys, but in the off season, I'm at like three. So I averaged out to nine people and with what's going on right now, I don't have work for nine people. I have work for my off season three. So I got approved assuming nine people are going to come back to work and I have to hire nine people back and spend all that money to get it fully forgiven. So right. I'm going to do it because right. I'd much rather have my guys back to work, make them know that, you know, Hey, even if we're just cleaning tents over and over, once this is over, yeah. we're, we're going to have the, the most brand new used inventory on Long Island. And uh, <laughs> our stuff is going to be pristine. Not that it isn't, but it's just going to be better sure. than normal. Sure. But, you know, in some ways, it's an opportunity to get, you know, to get ahead a little bit in terms of, you know, easing into the busy season, right? Um, exactly. And that's what I'm, ho I'm hoping for. I'm just pretending that this is my off season and my busy season is going to knock on wood, carry into my normal off season. And people are just going to have, you know, later graduation parties because most graduation parties happen in May and June. So hopefully it'll be July and August or, you know, wedding season isn't just August, September. It's now August, September, October, November. So there, there's still going to be parties, you know, people are going to, Right. You know, get married. People are going to whatever, have totally any kind of event, but it's just, it's just postponed. And then I'm trying to um, actually was just meeting with uh, a good friend of mine, Will, who's in the business as well. And we're, we're coming up with uh, a drive-in movie theater and backyard movie night for, uh, for the social distancing aspect of way of way of having an event because movie theaters are closed, but nobody says you can't drive uh, you know, yeah. up to, up to a big screen and sit not, in your car. Never even occurred to me that it could, this could be the, what a great time to go to the drive-in. Exactly. And I just was funny when we were talking about it last week, like two days later, Cuomo said in one of his, uh, uh press conferences that he was thinking about opening up drive-in movie theaters. Cause oh. there's none on Long Island, as far as I know, there's a few upstate, but we, you know, I've got a 30 and 40 foot screen and, uh, <laughs> and we're gonna, we, you get a 50, 60 cars to line up and oh, wow. that'll keep a few guys busy. It'll give us some cash to flow through the business. And yeah, if people want it again, it's more fun too. Yeah. Well, I mean, and most people, at least my age and younger, for sure, that they, I don't think they even know what drive-in movie theaters are. <laughs> right. No, I, I know my son does. Cause we had one in Houston that we went to once, uh, -huh. uh and then, but you, you'll see them off the side of the road, usually, right. you know, not, not operating, but um, yeah, it's a, it's something I did all the time as a kid. So especially in the seventies, in the very big deal. So well, that's, okay. that's, that's what we're trying that. And yeah. it was my, my fiance sister's birthday yesterday. So I made a movie theater in the backyard here. I put a, 
a 20 foot screen, a couch for every person, a heater behind them. And, uh, we set it up like that. Nice. I, I, I see a, I see a whole side business here. It seems like that, I mean, that seems like that's something that everyone might want uh, yeah. to have. <laughs> we're, uh, we're, we're, I mean, there's, you know, you gotta, you gotta get creative in these times. So Absolutely. I know I usually sell tents, but listen, if, if movies are hot, I'm, I'm going down the movie route. <laughs> You're going to meet demand wherever it may, uh, see you on the battlefield, right? That's what you got to do. Adapt and overcome. You know, like I said, this is my slow season. So this is kind of when I, well, it's now it's starting to get back to what should have been busy season. Sure. Sure. I I do that process really from like January through March for us. You know, we, that's when it's after new year's, it's kind of just like quiet, quiet, quiet. St. Patrick's day comes and everyone's like, Oh wait, it's a nice weekend. Let's plan our party. So during that time and, I, I kind of shifted that towards now. And that's where hmm. I started coming up with the, the movie theater idea. Um, you know, I, I, what I also did was I've got, and I had a few guys help me at my warehouse. I've got, like I said, I have a 10,000 square foot warehouse and I could certainly be more efficient with the space that I use. So what we did was we reorganized things in the warehouse. I built a, a second like mezzanine level. So I essentially doubled my square footage of my warehouse. And then I took some of that space and uh, subletted it out to another business to help offset the cost of the rent. So I have, uh, I've got somebody else in my warehouse now who, um, who's using that space. He's only taking up like, you know, 15% of, of the total warehouse space, but to, to help offset 25% of the rent is, is right, huge. Right. And it's really and, only seven and a half percent because you doubled the, the size of the warehouse by building an illegal mezzanine. I mean, a legal mezzanine. It, no, it's, yeah, it's all, it's all. I know it's just spec. I'm no, you kidding. <laughs> no. Don't, don't listen fire department. Don't you forget me. I live in Chicago. So I'm just assuming that there's shadiness going on and oh. all mezzanine building. I'm kidding. No. I'm kidding. Nick <laughs> would never do anything wrong. Of course. Of course. Strike no, this for the record. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's great. I love it. I love it. See, that's the kind of creative thinking that I think drives us as a as a as a people, as a species forward. You know, that's that's uh the kind of thing that that leads us to you know sending people to Mars and shit. So oh I, I can't say that on my own podcast. This is a sign me up. I'd go, to, I'd go to Mars. <laughs> right. I love it. <laughs> hey NASA, Nick Matera. No, it's funny. You? I used to uh kind of off subject, but I always wanted to be an astronaut and then I found out at least I thought is this is true. I'm too tall. I'm six four, and I think the tallest astronaut you're allowed you're, to be an astronaut, you can only be six one. So my hopes and dreams were shot down at the early age of being an astronaut. <laughs> I did not know that that there was a six one limit, but it makes sense. I mean, you talk about a, a place where space is at a premium, right? <laughs> literally, when you're like literally, you know, floating through the International Space Station. Uh, <laughs> That's funny. When I was in college, one of my best friends, uh, we were both in the Naval ROTC together and he went on to be a F-14. He went on to be a test pilot trainer. So he flew F-14s F- um, for his the majority of his career uh, and then was a test pilot and then a test pilot trainer. So, But he wanted to be an astronaut. That was his, uh, that was his ultimate goal initially. Um, Seems like a fun job, right? <laughs> oh, are you kidding me? I'd do anything. It'd be hard. It'd be too hard. Stress, I wouldn't be good enough. I suppose. I'd make, I'd make a mistake somewhere and we'd <laughs> all blow up the place or something, but, but I would give anything to be up there and look down on earth. So, uh, yeah. Well, that's the one thing I've been learning from this, like, you know, pandemic is, uh, 
all the time I get to spend with like my family and, you know, my, my busy season, I'm, I'm working 75, 80 hours at a minimum. Um, I'm, I'm out of the house at six o'clock and I'm back at 10 o'clock, you know, working is actually on the job site. That doesn't include me sitting right. in the office until 11 o'clock and rerouting jobs and figuring out what's going on and, you know, forcing my guys to stay late away from their families. And, um, you know, I, I, my fiance and I started this, uh, trend and we call it Wednesday date night. I have to leave work at five o'clock so I can see her every Wednesday because I don't, you know, being a business owner, there's no nine to five. It's right. It's nine, nine AM to nine. It's a nine AM every not day. Awake. Day. Yeah. It's yes. awake, not awake. That's right. awesome. <laughs> That's it. And even when I'm sleeping, there's things going on. Uh, oh, absolutely. Right. That's your creative thinking time. <laughs> right. That and, um, <laughs> and on the golf course, but, uh, true or in the shower. That's a good one. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> shower. but, I like but yeah, shower. we, uh, we, we have that and I, you know, it's, I've been able to see her every day now for this entire quarantine, which is good and see my family and my brothers and just kind of like, you know, hang out and do normal people stuff. I guess I'm not, I'm not uh, seriously at the office chained down all day, but it's not, not that I'm complaining about it. Cause listen, I chose it. I love it. I do nothing else. Um, but it's, it's definitely uh it's a good relaxing time, I guess. As relaxing as it can be. Sure. No, listen, it's important. Uh, you know, I think it's important for us, for all of us to, to certainly, you know, be, be sober in how we deal with the reality of what's going on. But then it's also important for us to, you know, realize that we do have opportunities and that there are benefits and there are things that are, that are good that can come out of this. Um, you know, one of which is, I hope, a better understanding of kind of how we all work best and, uh, and how that part of our life can be, you know, maybe you know, even slightly improved, but certainly, you know, really respecting and, and appreciating our personal relationships and our friends and our family and, and our fellow humans, right? Because we're all in this together, literally, you know, as a planet. And yeah. there really, there are no lines. I mean, the lines that are on the maps and stuff just don't matter, you know, and it's, it's, I hope that, you know, more people see that and realize it a little bit and, uh, you know, just come away with uh, that piece. Um, yeah, it's been, uh, it's been funny. Like, you know, you walk, I, at least on Long Island, you know, everybody's outside during the summertime and, you know, you go to the park, you go to the beach and on a regular, let's call it Tuesday afternoon, you don't see the streets super crowded. We're not Manhattan, but with everybody kind of being quarantined, you see people going on walks with their dogs. And when you, you know, you, you step away from people cause you gotta be six feet away. Everybody's friendly. Hey, how's it going? Hope you're staying safe. You know, I've just, I've been reaching out to friends. Friends have been reaching out to me. Hey, how's everything going? Hope you guys, have, excuse me, surviving, you know, whatever, just, just catching up with people. It's, it's nice to, uh, to, to feel connected again with some people you haven't seen or heard from in a while. And um, I know like even our, our group chat, our Pinehurst group chat, shout out to everybody there. We've been talking all the time. It's great. You know, it's nice to say hi to everybody. It is. It is a little sophomoric. So just just to let everyone know what Nick is referring to, uh, a very good friend of ours, a bunch of people that that we work together with. Uh, I, guess, I guess we're the only non-NPD members now, but uh, uh, some some of our coworkers. We have a group that that meets every year in Pinehurst, North Carolina, and our good friend Steve Flavin owns a, a condo 
right there off of, I forget which course it is, but one of the nine different Pinehurst courses right across the street from the clubhouse. And we play golf for about four or five days. And it's a, it's an amazing time every year. It's on the calendar permanently for the rest of our lives. So um, <laughs> it's a great time, but yes. Yeah, so we have that, that's the group chat he refers to. And uh, it's been pretty active. We had a happy hour together, which was fun. Uh, and that was early on too. That was like, what, a month and a half ago. That was six weeks ago, maybe. Yeah. It was a while. Time, it's, time flies and time is meaningless. All that was when I first moved into, uh, into here. That was like the, like the first day that I started bringing my, my mattress here. Oh, I've been working right? on this place ever since. Nice, nice, nice. Um, you know, it's interesting. You brought up the, like the seasonal work and that's something that I, it's, yeah, I hearken back to, to summertime in Amity, which is Long Island, New York, and the movie Jaws. And of course, your first company was Great White Tents, which is, yep. makes it all that is what ring this off in my head. But you yeah. know, if you remember the mayor, like being just absolutely willing to risk the lives of the people that keep his business alive, because he wanted to keep his business alive. And the reality is the summer business, as you have said a bunch of times, is everything. It's right. what, what portion of your business do you do in the summer? Summer months, like let's call it May, June, July, August, those four months, uh, got to at least be 65% of my business, 65, 70% of the business. And right. so it's, it's, and that's just four months. And then, right. That's a third of your third of the calendar is three quarters of your business. Yeah. Yeah. And if you add in September, um, which is a big wedding still summer season now. Yeah. Yeah. I guess so. It's still summer, but I, I consider it like, you know, May to end of August is right, summer. Right. Just like Everyone's the back school to school summer. before that. Exactly. Yeah. The school summer is summer, but, but adding, you know, adding early May all the way to, to early October, those five, six months, that's not, you know, almost 90% of my business comes before from April to let's call it October. It's almost 90% of the business. It's, it's heavily seasonal. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, uh, but I, I, I think that, and I hope that, um, it doesn't affect anything because we can do work. It's not that, um, it's not that our tents can't function in the winter. It's not that people sure. aren't getting married in the right. winter. It's just not as abundant. Sure. But if, yeah. if you're, you know, if you're going to graduate high school and your parents were going to throw you a graduation party, it doesn't have to be in May and June. They can move that or to July August or August or September. Or right. October or December during break or it can, yeah it can you know. it literally you know and and weddings I understand if you have your day maybe you want to do a full calendar year later to have it on the same day or whatever the case is but is that a thing um, do people like have a day is it like an astrology thing well the thing with twenty twenty numer numerologists left and right are saying we must get married on this day some people I'll tell you we did a uh, this is an interesting <laughs> one we did a wedding for a couple um, on February uh, 2nd of 2020. So oh, it was 02-02-2020. Yeah, okay. And they got, married, <laughs> they got married at 2.02 a.m. So I love, I love it. Talk about numbers. I mean, they were on, on the money. Sure. The listen, but if you're going to do it, right? If you're going right. to do it, then do it. Just do it. Yeah, so like two. They, it's got to be two o two a.m. Otherwise, you haven't really done it. Right? Is is it is it really even? Do you even two? Who knows? That's right. That's right. So yeah. So we uh, 
Remember, I, April, I just April 20th at four to, never mind. No, uh, so don't get into that. <laughs> get into what? What are you talking about? Prank caller. <laughs> so yeah, I just, I mean, I hope that, uh, that people are still going to say, you know what, we're going to have a big wedding, but we're not going to cancel it. We're just going to push it because we still want to have all our family there and, and things like that. You know, certain, certain events I understand have to be canceled. Um, you know, like we even do, and it's not really an event. It's, it is, it is what it is, but like we, you know, for funerals, sure. uh, celebration that's, of that's, life things. And funerals are an event. Yeah. Well, I, I suppose in, in some manner. That's but, why the movie was called Four Weddings and a Funeral. <laughs> never saw it. You should actually, it's a good movie. Yeah. But it's, um, a, it's a chick flick, whatever. Right. But it's, you know, it's good. It's good. Uh-oh. If Molly Flavor. listens to this, she's going to make me watch it now. <laughs> well, she, I, she, I, it, is there a chance she won't listen to this? Uh, no. No, that's true. When she listens. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, do I need to be careful? No. <laughs> Not tell No one tell Molly. Just kidding. Secret, secret. Just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. Um, but yeah, so funerals, obviously. I mean, you need to keep people dry, I would guess. Well, that's another like creative thing, I guess. I'm trying to, I don't know how to gently approach it at a, a funeral home and cemetery, but they're only, you know, the other day it was raining. And I drove past the cemetery and there were, there was a line of cars and they're only letting like eight or 10 people out at a time. So we, I was thinking, Hey, set a small tent up over the area. At least the people who are there, if it's raining or whatever, they have a, a coverage. I mean, umbrellas, obviously, as you, you know, but sure. just something to, if it's a funeral, sometimes it maybe you just walk in the rain. Yeah, whatever. I'm just just embracing. I'm, I'm trying fully. to think of anything. You know, I mean, <laughs> another big part of this whole thing that's keeping us going is is obviously the hospitals. Not my favorite place to set up a tent, but hey, um, listen. I mean, that's service. You know, I mean, let's, and you know, it's a lot of them. We've I've actually been donating because uh, sure. I know how you know hard they're working and how yeah. crazy they must be. And uh, my soon to be sister-in-law and my mother-in-law they're all pas basically my fiance's entire side of the family are all in the medical field so we we donated about four or five tents to different testing sites throughout long island and just trying to help out wherever i can and um it's it's given them more you know space to work with the limited space that they already have and um just something we can do um no, that's that's awesome. Thank you for doing that, and you know, thank your your family members who are uh, in the community on the front lines. Uh, yeah, they and are. Everyone, really, right? It's so, so many people, right? It's you know the people at the grocery store, the people at the hospital, the people doing testing. All of you, thank you. The people that donating was, tents. Yeah, well, that was one thing my my friends and I were talking about, like you know, out of this, everyone's thanking all the essential workers, which is something that I feel like. A lot of people don't do enough, you know, thanking healthcare workers, police officers, firemen, you know, people at the grocery store, people all around who, you know, you go from having a job that you might not be super happy with at the grocery store. Maybe you're in high school or whatever the case is. And now all of a sudden you're in like a, a war zone with people coughing on you and you, you don't get paid enough to deal with it. And right. you're not, it's not like you're excited to go to work every day, but you have to. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of, thankless jobs and sure. it's good to kind of recognize those people not you know and a lot of people are working from the comfort of their home and 
still relying on Amazon. They don't have to get up and you know put a face mask on and hope they don't get sick or get their grandma sick or whoever. But it's uh, scary. Yeah, no, it's a different. It's, it is scary, and it's a different. And so many of those people, most of those people. I mean, the high school kid with the part-time jobs and one is is one circumstance, but most people don't have the choice to not go to work or not. You right. know, they have to go to work to pay the bills, to, to eat and those things. And so they have to make that choice. Do I, am I safe or do I eat? And eh, that's not it's, okay. It's, it's, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's uh, not something that yeah. anybody should really have to deal with. And it's no. unfortunately, it's kind of this thing looming over our heads for, you know, two months now. And oh, it's in, hoping. In, yeah. And it's going to be a while. Soon. And that's if we do things correctly, you know, so it's, you know, again, reinforcing the message, social distance, take all, take everything very seriously. I mean, that's, that's all it comes down to is everything be very serious. Cause uh, you know, we could be in this for much longer if not. So. Yeah. I mean, you know, who knows what this May 15th uh, stop, at least that's what New York is saying, but you know, slowly getting back into things is just, you know, I don't, I don't expect people to just jump into going back to restaurants. I don't think I will. Hey, but, well, I hope uh, not. I, hope I mean, not. I want to, I want to go back out just to support oh. small business and, you know, I don't need to go to McDonald's, but I'd love to go to, you know, Swell Taco. It's a great yeah. local taco joint by us, but um, you know, I, I, I want to go back out. I want hopefully to go back. They're doing deli- hopefully they're doing delivery and takeout. A lot of restaurants around here are, which is great. And we're doing a lot of that for sanity and to support. And I got a few friends who own restaurants and, and even with the takeout, it's barely enough to keep the lights on. I mean, restaurant costs are astronomical and it's, <laughs> yeah. So. I just hope that, you know, everybody survives and people are, because if the restaurant closes, it's not just the business owner who suffers. It's the oh, it's 30, the 40 waiters yep. and cooks and hostesses that they employ. So, um, yeah, it's just there's a lot going on. And there is. This is all super hyper connected. That's a that's an awful word. Super, super hyper connected. What the hyper. hell am I thinking? Oh, Robbie, we'll get you. <laughs> is it a long day already? No, everything is is very is highly connected, and you know, no one gets away for free. So, <laughs> oh, no. boy. So let me ask you this. Yeah, what, what are you saying? Anything you're saying you think is going to stick around in terms of better ways of doing things, things that we're learning now that maybe we can use to be a little more efficient or just mindful about things in the future? Well, from the, uh, the events world, I mean, I think uh, selfishly, I think a lot of these events are going to stay outside and people are going to be separating from each other, you know, staying apart. I don't think that, um, you know, we're just going to all cram into a, a building anymore. And I think that, um, <laughs> just keeping our social distancing six, you know, not necessarily like being afraid to say hello to people in in a year, but just being mindful. And I know I would always see being from New York, being out in Manhattan, when I would go out there, you know, you'd see a lot of um, people from uh, Asia, like China, Japan, all these different Asian countries that would wear face masks. And it, and I was like, why would they do that? But now I realize it's, it's more of a respect thing that they don't want to get you sick. Right. And I think that's something that, listen, I don't mind going into the store, putting the mask on. If I know that I'm not going to breathe in your potential sickness and you're not going to get anything from me. So I think face masks are going to, you know, stay around. I think 
um, people who you first interact with, you might not necessarily go in for a full handshake, things like that. Certainly you're washing just our make hands. Out. You're not just going to make out with people randomly at the grocery store like usual. Nice to meet you. Get over here. <laughs> but um, I've been washing my hands like crazy so much like my knuckles are cracking. So might invest in a hand cream company soon because you're going to need some of that. Right. 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 I've, I've been carrying Purell around like crazy. I've got, um, you know, gloves just in case. And I, I, I've been uh, I've been trying my best. And certainly with us, we clean our products, you know, tents, chairs, uh, tables, everything before and after. Um, but I think what we're going to do now is, is have a more streamlined process of not just like, oh, that chair looks dirty, let's clean it. Like, no, it's going to be tagged, it's going to be verified, and it's going to be, you know, this is certainly done in a more um, like orderly fashion. That way you know, okay, this chair is safe to put out. Um, we, I, I, we normally wear gloves at work just because we work with our hands and, you know, you can kind of get beat up a lot, but sure. it's now going to be a requirement. I'm not going to let anybody not work without gloves. Um, just because right. I don't, you know, if I was renting a chair, who knows what you touch? I, I don't want to sit on that chair and I don't want to feel like if I am renting the chair, I got to spray it with Lysol or, you know, wipe it down. It's going to come to you as if you got it, you know, fresh from the box. So that's right. Outstanding. That's, I think that's what's going to happen with rental equipment. Interesting. Interesting. And then you have like the above ground pool that's just filled with bleach and you just throw all the stuff in there for a minute, take it out, that's tag it. Hoarding bleach, not a bad I mean, idea. Uh, I would, I'm not, not hoarding, not hoarding. He didn't say that. Using it for business purposes. So Nick, this has been great. Thank you so much for taking the time to join me today. Pleasure. Uh, tell us, uh, tell us, tell people how to get in touch with you when the time comes. Uh, so my Instagram and Facebook is preferred events. If you're going for my business, that's preferred events or preferred events, LI, same with the website, preferred events, LI.com. Uh, personally, everything is Nick Matera or my nickname, Nikki Matz. So everybody calls me. Nikki Matz. All right. Yep. There you go. Well, Nikki Matz. Thank you so much. When's the wedding date? October 17th, you said? Tentatively October 17th. Hopefully nothing changes. Well, hopefully nothing changes. Good luck to you. Good luck to you, Molly. Um, and thank you so much for being on the show. So that's it for today, everyone. Uh, this is Robbie Hart. We are all still out of office. And I guess that's that. Be safe. Don't touch anyone. <laughs> Take care. Thanks, Robbie. I'll talk to you soon. All right. Take care.